I know you said somebody that uh, you loved very much. Oh, compliments to you too, Tepiko, and to your listeners. Um, thank you for having me on the show. I I wish I was coming on to speak about something much, you know, brighter. But actually, mm. I mean, there's nothing and no one I know that is as bright as Brawili, as Prof, as Josefile. Um, I, I, I've been saying, you know, since, since I heard the news that my heart is my heart is broken and sad, but my heart is also incredibly full because I cannot think of a human being who has done as much as he did for the arts, for literature, for activism, and for connecting people across continents, across generations in one lifetime. Um, you know, he had this, he was the small, like, the tiny guy, you know. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said it publicly, you know. Oh, he was, he was the tiny guy with this incredible voice. He had this beautiful voice, and he would speak slow, slow. Wait, the king, when I live. Oh, yeah, that's how he was. <laughs> but, but the outpouring of creativity and brilliance and intellect and generosity and love that came out of that body. I mean, it was like he did what 10 people, what it would take 10 different people to do in one life. He did it by himself. He was extraordinary. And Dabu, you you met him uh, through your father, I believe. You met him here, even though um, you were also in exile in the same place. My dad, actually. Oh, oh I thought... like I, he, he grew up with my father for Western Native Township. Yeah. But I found that out much later, you know. Uh, by the time we came back to South Africa, uh, my dad was already, you know, we were already estranged. He wasn't in my life, uh, mm. my, my, unfortunately, my father. But I met Josefine as a poet, and I had read his work, and I had admired him deeply. So by the time I shared a platform with him, I was like, oh, my God, this man is is a rock star. He's a poetry god in my eyes. And it was only after sharing my work with him and sharing a platform with him that I realized that he knew my family, that he knew my father. Um, so, I mean, I think our... Our connection was definitely karmic, you know, mm. um, in terms of, you know, blood, but, but also in terms of what we love. I've, I've, I've traveled the world with this man, you know. I've been to Algeria with him, to Austria, to London. We toured the UK together. I've been to Cuba with him. Um, I've, he, he, was, he, was, he was a father to me, a mentor, a friend, um, a, creative, a creative muse. Um, and a, 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 a genuine uh, template for what you can do with a creative life as somebody who cares about social justice and also cares about the art. And tell me, his writings, his works on oh. African-American literature and culture, given yes. that you also experienced it, did you converge? Did you um, agree? Could you, could you connect with what he was saying uh, about that era, about that time, about that experience in total? Kosasila was a person who belonged to the world. So, I mean, he was definitely... He knew he, he, knew he was South African, he was Pan-African, he loved this continent. But Kosasila's definition of blackness extended far beyond the borders of our continent, of even our time, you know? When Kosasila knew, like, knew people like uh, Langston Hughes, writers from the Harlem Renaissance, 
He knew Malcolm X. He was intimately involved in the civil rights movement. Josefina's poem became the the title, the the name for the last poets. The last poets got their name from a, a, a line in the Josefina poem, and the last poets are credited as being, you know, the the, the first kind of recognized hip hop group in 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 the U.S. in terms of like his intellectual contribution. You know, Josefina would share panels with like with hip hop artists. He shared panels with Chuck D. He shared panels with Karis One, you know? And then on top of that, to produce one of the, the best rappers of, of, of his generation in the form of his son, Earl Fletcher Terene Ruda, you know? Um, and then on top of that, you know, to still be able to, to develop and nurture writers here at home, you know? I, I know that this wave of particularly black women poets who have emerged post-democracy, who are rocking, you know? I think, I think this, this, this contemporary poetry in South Africa, to a large extent, you know, the, the, the most pivotal force of contemporary poetry in the last 20 years has been black women. And Khosisile played a seminal part in supporting and developing us as creatives. From Khabib Baderun to Manatalia Bolivasi, to myself, to Philippa de Villiers, to Nabo Mashiani, to Maisha Jenkins, Khosisile... He was he was like a well that just kept giving and kept giving. His understanding of of, of the creative and spiritual contribution of black people throughout the last hundred years doesn't. There's, there's nobody else that I knew who had that kind of information and also was a living link between people. You know, it, it wasn't just information that was coming out of his head because he was a he was an academic and he was a serious academic and intellect, but he. He contributed to these communities on different sides of the planet. So, you know, when I think about a creative life as a black woman, you know, as an African, as as somebody who lives and works between borders but who loves this country and loves this continent, when I think about a blackness that encompasses the whole world, that has something to give to the world, you know, I think about his understanding of blackness. It wasn't just something that he spoke about, he lived it. And just a final question, because I really, I know I've heard um, you say in an interview when it finally came together for you, the whole um, exile experience and who you were as a, 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 a black South African, as a woman. And I'll go back to what you gleaned from his work of, of being an exile of the African-American culture and how you related to that. I so my personal experience of growing up in America, I lived there for 15 years. Um, I've lived in South Africa now for 23 years, you know. So um, in many ways, I mean, we, Kuzitila and I were, were able to mirror each other's experiences, even though you know, he was much, much, much older than me. Mm. But what, what I took from him is the fact that the black experience is characterized by uh, atrocities that are universal, and that is also characterized by gifts and by contributions that are universal. So, you know, growing up in America, a society that has known Jim Crow and slavery, that has known colonialism, that has known genocide, it also was uh, a mirror, you know, of, of what was happening at home. You know, I could understand and identify with with the struggles of African Americans because they were my own struggles. They were the reasons why my parents were in America, you know. And similarly, coming back to South Africa, I could also understand a lot of what the issues, the burning identity issues in this country, because I had seen those issues with, in, in, 
America amongst not just my African-American friends, but, you know, my Caribbean friends, my Latin American friends, everybody who has been, who has known dispossession and colonialism, who has known what it is to be removed from their land and to be enslaved, understands the issues that are burning in this country. So there was a universality to his work, you know, in terms of understanding how black people are able to channel this incredible creative power and magnificence in order to transmute extraordinary things. And he, he was always founding that magic inside of jazz or inside of literature or inside of hip-hop. Um, and, and because he was able to find it and because he did such a magnificent job at mirroring it, you know, in my worst moments, as, as in my lowest moments as an artist, you know, I'm constantly reminded of the fact that we come from something bigger. Our people have been doing this. We've been taking suffering and turning it into, into life that feeds everybody. So I know that in his death, you know, that, that as much as he unified people in life, He's going to unify people in death, and 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 I know that his creative contribution. Now that he is infinite, now that he, you know, he doesn't have the confines of a body that has to get into planes and travel and be away from home and be away from his children. I know Kusitila is going to give even, even, even more as an ancestor. I'm grateful to have been touched by him. Well, it's such a pleasure to talk to you and condolences to you as well, Leboma Shile, South African uh, poet. Uh, and uh, as you heard her say, she's travelled the world with uh, the prof. Uh, national, that's National Poet Laureate and Liberation Struggle giant Professor who passed away uh, at midday today in Johannesburg following a long illness.